So uh, we don't have a lot of time because Jimmy's recording a TV show. Yes. As, you know, usual right now. So, and we didn't talk about what we're going to talk about. I was thinking about this last night. Instead of going through what we've been working on and all that stuff, I would like to talk to you guys about how you are. Mm. Like, let's just imagine mics are not on. Mm. How are my two friends doing? What's going on? <laughs> What's new? Because I know, and the reason I'm bringing this up... Don't make me cry. ...is because I, I caught myself realizing that over the last couple of years, the world has changed a lot, and I don't know that I have said all the things in my mind that are going on all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like, say it out loud. I just think a lot of stuff. Hmm. And I wonder if other people are in the same place. And maybe not. I think it's a and great idea. Well, but I would love to hear just, like, what's going on, you know? Well, I... It's funny. I was going to try and be funny and just say, well, you know what I'm working on? I'm going to do a soap dish video this week. <laughs> well, you can do that, too. I mean, that's part of it, right? No, it's funny because I, I, I don't want to say specifically who, but there's a couple of people in my life. And when I try and say, how are you doing? They just immediately change the subject. And so mm -hmm. I just was trying to do that as a funny thing. But um, honestly, I, I, I really I really couldn't be more happy, you know, this just to obviously have everything that I've ever hoped for going into this facet of my life, I, I have, uh, you know, when people say has everything, I go, I, I have nothing to complain about. And uh, it's funny because when we were thinking about topics, when I was personally thinking about topics to introduce, if we had the conversation, I was going to say complaining. It drives me crazy when people complain and like how, mm. I, what's the topic there? I don't know. I just, there's the topic. I hate it when people complain. But when I had a conversation with somebody close to me recently and, and I said to them, and they were complaining, and I said, "Let's let's take a thousand mile look at your life and you know my life, and you have these fifteen assets, you know that that would make mostly anybody happy, or at least from the outside, most people would assume are happy." I said, "What if somebody presented this to you and said, this is somebody's life?'" I said, "Would you look at that and say, wow?" And then, mm. you know, when I slap you across the face, you realize that's your life, and you go, oh. Oh, okay. Wow. You know, so it's almost like you got to kind of, some people need to be tricked into it. And I don't take for granted what I have. And I, I'm absolutely grateful for, you know, what the, and this, uh, not to turn it into a YouTube thing, but you know, what the fans have provided me, you know, every day I'm in that building down the, down the field. And it's, you know, because of my relationships with Kyle, it's because of my relationships with, with David and, you know, everybody else that helped out and, uh, you know, I think of, you know, April and contributed in a way because she was building her building at the same time and we traded contacts and, you know, it's just, I'm so grateful for the way things have unrolled. You know, I'm, I'm happy for my life before YouTube. I get to travel all around the world. I've been everywhere and I've wanted for nothing. And, uh, it's, it's funny. I said to me and Taylor were having dinner the other night and the Northern catalog came in the mail and I flipped through it and I thought to myself, I remember a time where I wanted everything on these pages and now I flip through this and there's really nothing I want except if I wanted a new hobby. Like I'd have to flip through it. Like everything that I've always ever sort of wanted to feel fulfilled, I have. And if I don't have it, I know I could have it. So the feeling isn't there anymore of like, I like need Like a longing? That. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's almost like, you know, and I grew up, uh, I, I didn't grow up poor, but I grew up, you know, middle class, lower middle class. And 
everything I ever wanted, I, I would have to either fend for myself or make or buy used and fixed. And, you know, I still have that mentality, although every once in a while I'm reminded, like, like I was going to buy, I, I talked about this in my other podcast, I was going to buy a, a new ATV and, and I was sitting there and I was thinking, oh, I got to finance it. And I'm like, wait a minute, I could just buy it. You know, it was like $8,000. I was like, I could just give the guy my debit card and walk out of here with it. And then this facet of this exchange could be completely behind me. Whereas, you know, earlier in my life, I was always like, oh, I can finance it. If I just don't buy this for a couple months, I could buy that. And, you know, and I'm not saying I'm rich, but I'm certainly, so life's certainly a little bit easier than it used to be. And, and it's, it's certainly because of my relationships and, you know, the, the friends that made, you know, I, I, it's hard to believe that we've been doing this for over six, maybe seven years. And we always keep losing count. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and, and the, the, the heartfelt, beautiful letters we get from everybody. And, you know, COVID, it hasn't affected me negatively. Nobody I know has gotten it. My dad's been, you know, I've always worried about my dad because he's a little bit on the uh, opposite side of uh, history. And so far he's good. And, you know, he's actually gotten his shots and he wears his mask when I say him. So, you know, he, he's, he has certain political views, but at the same time, he's all, he takes care of himself, mm-hmm. which is good. And, uh, you know, so through all this, I worried about my mom and dad, but they've both been very good. And uh, I, I got nothing to complain about. I'm happy you get to do this TV show. It turns out that there's a really, uh, it's a really good group of creative, like-minded people. And, you know, we're, we're every day we're getting to know each other a little bit more. And, you know, we, we have the Monday morning meetings where we get to, to nip anything in the bud, which is nice. It's kind of like an open conversation. I was curious about that, actually. Um, you know, you, I don't know how well you know the people you're doing the show with, the other on-screen people. <clears throat> I know you know them and you've spent time with them and you have history with them, but it's one thing to know somebody at a distance on occasion over text. And it's a different thing to know people in your front yard every day for weeks on end, right? <laughs> in your shop for weeks on end. Oh, and absolutely. so like, I know you're not going to say anything bad about people and I'm not asking for that. No, but no. Has it been, has the relationship between those people and you and you and your space, has that changed a lot, having that whole production right there in your living room? Because I, I feel like that would, just the mechanics there and the number of people would, like, really get to me. It's a very, very delicate dance. You know, nobody comes to the house, thankfully, so everybody's just down the field or on the other side of the tree line, which is where the building is. But it, it's a delicate dance. And I said to, uh, when I talked to Derek, I said, because uh, Derek and I are definitely the closest of, of all of us, I said, it's really important. And then if, you know, I, I know Jackman listens to so Jackman, I love you. But I was going to suggest, and I suggested to Derek, I said, it's extremely important that we're, we're all basically really, really are, are a lot more tolerant of each other and everybody else, because this is, this could be a big opportunity. You know, let's, let's, this, this obviously separation here from career choices and, you know, personal happiness and personal satisfaction. So I know you're, Bob, you're kind of more on the grander scale of how do we feel as a person. I'm kind of turning a little bit into a career because what's going on right here. But yeah. when I said to, to Derek, I said it's, it's really important that we're all much, much more tolerant of each other, regardless of what might, you know, initially be like, oh, that's annoying. Or the, uh, you just you got to nip that in the bud and say, you know what, the opportunity here is greater than my personal preference on, you know, if somebody leaves a soda on my table saw, you know what, I'll just wipe it up and keep my mouth shut. I could become a baby and go, no soda on the table saw you know i did say that at one of the morning meetings and occasionally i see sodas on steel and whatever you know it's not that big of a deal i could just pick it up and wipe it up and 
You know, not everybody does the type of things you need to pound into someone's head every day. And at a risk of sounding like a, an obsessive, crazy old man, I'm just keeping my mouth shut and just going, you know what? The opportunity here is greater than this little irritation. And so I have to constantly keep reminding myself. And I had that conversation with, with Derek and he came back to me a couple of days later. He's like, you know, I really, what you said soaked in and, and it is important. You know, this is me going through seven, maybe eight TV shows in this type of circumstance where you're just inundated with strangers all day long and people that you solely get to know, you know, we're all like basically in a rocket ship to Mars together and we have to get along. And I've been through it. So I know when to like not complain about stuff. So that's why by me imparting some wisdom onto Derek, who's never been in a situation with 30 people every day that, you know, you have to get along with. So, but despite, uh, you know, the potential of disaster and, and reckoning, everything has been working out and uh, getting along with, with the crew has been great. You know, we definitely laugh a lot, which is really important. It, it comes through a lot on Instagram and we're just being silly and, uh, you know, we're just trying not to take for granted the opportunity that, that's here. At the, the very least, at the end of these few months, we're going to have been well paid and had fun. Whatever happens after yeah. that is, you know, is is up to the universe. And we just got to take whatever happens. It might just fade, and that's that. Or it might turn into something more interesting. But, you know, in general, I, I, I've definitely, uh, I, I've, I've definitely am happy with the, the friends and family that I made and, you know, everything we're doing. And, and when I do feel down, I, I look at the greater picture and just say, you know, okay, this person might be irritating me or this situation is irritating me. You know, wh what did I do to get myself in this pickle? Sometimes I overpromise. You know, I avoid things by working too hard. I talked about that a couple of weeks ago, like what I said. And a lot, it struck a nerve. A lot of people was like, I say yes to everything and I work so hard. What am I avoiding? What am I really avoiding? Like I stopped and looked at myself and was like, mm. why am I working so hard? And, you know, I don't necessarily need to work this hard. What are my hobbies? I don't really have my hobbies are working. Yeah. Is is it a hobby or is it an, uh, is it a uh, is it a defense mechanism? I don't know. Probably a little of everything. Probably, yeah, probably a little bit of both. I but, can see that in myself and a lot of us who do this. I, I think there's a certain amount of obsessiveness about what we do, and whereas I think people who don't do it as a living would be obsessed about it as a hobby we've turned it into that obsession is also paying our bills, which is a little bit yeah. tricky. Yeah. You know, sometimes we chase in our tails and Taylor always complains to me about it. She's like, where's the balance? She said, you just, it's just all work and no play. And what she doesn't understand is I actually enjoy, she's coming on this. I actually enjoy the work, but obviously, you know, there's other people in my life and I need to make time for them. Yeah. Not everybody wants to weld and grind all night long. <laughs> is that a dance song? It should be a t-shirt. <laughs> well, anything else? I don't want to cut you off. I also no, no, like no, that's it. No, I force just, yeah. anybody to say anything. I'm not trying to like you know squeeze anything out. <laughs> no, of you. I'm just just uh, just again. I mean, if we could have like a, a slightly subtopic, it's it's uh, complaining. And uh, again, well, it has nothing to do with anybody on the show. So because if they listen to this, I don't think it's just I had a conversation with somebody in my life and. I said, just look at everything that you have and, you know, from a thousand miles away and say, wait, is that mine or is that somebody else's? Because that's exactly what I would want for myself. And then you look and you go, oh, wait, that is everything that is mine. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, and I'm guilty of this, a lot of people 
will sit in their castle and go, you know what, this castle isn't good enough. I want a different castle. I want a castle that has a, a moat and a, and a swinging door. Yeah, the, the castle you're in is incredible. What are you talking about? Uh, you know, the, look at that car. That car is great. I'm like, you're, you're in a perfectly healthy car. Like, what are you talking about? That could be a goal, but that's no reason to complain about the thing you have. You know, so just, it's just, I do it too. You know, like I complain about it and I'm like, oh, I, like, oh, I got all these cool tools. What am I, what am I bitching about? I got everything I need. Yeah. So it's just, a, just, just, this is just a subtle reminder to anybody that finds themselves in the, you know, in the mud. You realize you're really not in the mud. You might just be having a bad moment or a bad day, but you got to stop and say like, okay, what, you know, what, if every time somebody complains, you got to like say two good things. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, that's always been my big gripe is I just can't stand when people complain. Like just change it. If something's bothering you. Yeah. Change it. Obviously, you can't change certain things immediately, but you can set positive goals and say, you know what? I really don't like this situation or buying things from this store. Let me figure out a better place to get it. Or I really don't like this exact person here at this place. And whatever it is, I don't know, that, that, that just popped into my mind. This is an example because of uh, uh, somebody that a local store I got in a fight with. But, and I just never go there again. I can keep going there and keep arguing with that person at the counter, but I'll just never go there again. And, you know, I don't have to put it on blast who it is. It doesn't matter. I just move on with my life. And that person will annoy everybody that comes in the door. And eventually they will have reap what they sowed. <laughs> my goodness. I, yeah. I think that's an important thing right there is like you, you reap what you sow. Like you don't have to invest yourself into things that are, are not good for you or not what you want. I mean, like, yeah, you can make those choices. Yeah. And, you know, me and Taylor have been together 11 years and, you know, we've had some serious ups and downs. And obviously we had a little situation at the beginning of the year and, you know, we worked through it. We worked through it and we both, you know, what's the list of wants and the list of, you know, don't wants and what wins and how do we balance it? You know, she's been a great partner for me from since we've been together. Like all my everything in my life in these last 10 years has happened with her and, and it's mm. been an amazing journey. You know, it's like funny. We keep looking at each other. Like, remember when, mm. remember when we wanted that and now we have like three of them or remember when we wanted to go there and we've been there four times or, you know, it's, 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 it's a great journey when you can share that with somebody you love. Yeah. For sure. So, so cool. David. I don't, I don't know how to answer this. I don't know if I, I like, do I go one extreme and and, uh, and complain and and talk about the things that I struggle with that I always think about, or do I brag and talk about how good things are? Um, I mean, those are both parts of your life. There are, and honestly, that's that's what I'm trying to bring up is that I think I think we can not to cut you off, go ahead. but to answer that what the question you just had is, I think we can often in conversation with people, depending on our comfort level, just pick one of those things. Mm-hmm. So-and-so is the person I complain to. So-and-so is the person I'm really happy with. <laughs> and I realize that we shouldn't do that. Like our friendships, just the three of us, but also just our relationships in general should be a little more holistic. You know, they should be a little more balanced in that, like, I can tell you the bad, I can tell you the good, because I need you to hear both parts. Mm-hmm. So if that helps. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave, you know, parts. like, I know I just said everything is great. And, but, you know, there are certainly things that, that get my goat and, you know, I see a therapist once every two weeks. I have been for the last seven or eight years. And 
uh, last night, uh, we spoke last night, and uh, I said, I go, all I'm doing is complaining to you. And he laughed, and he goes, no, no, he goes, sometimes you need to vent. He goes, and that's why I'm here. And so that was me. Here I'm saying everything's perfect, and I complained to him last night for an hour. <laughs> he said, and I said, I go, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because there's nothing really to complain about. He goes, no, no, sometimes you need to vent. He goes, and that's totally okay. So with that, complain. Proceed. One of the things that I think I've been thinking about a lot, especially over, I mean, like the last six months or so, is um, next steps. Like, I don't think I can do this for forever. I don't, I don't, um, there's still growth, but the growth is not as uh, a steep curve as it used to be. And so I'm always thinking like, okay, we're probably, we're going to round the corner here and then it's, it's, it's going to, it's, it's going to die down. And, and I think, uh, um, this is just my thoughts. There's no there's no data to support this, but I think there's going to be a bubble on DIY videos and woodworking videos, and that bubble is just going to burst. And the ones that come out of that are going to be the ones that are super unique, that are super entertaining or super knowledgeable, and or the the younger generation. And uh, I wonder, like. If I don't fit into there, what are the next steps? So there are things that I've been doing to, and I don't know that I'm equipped to to do this forever. I I, I put a lot of stress on myself, and I think a lot of people who are creative put a lot of stress on, their, on themselves to always do something bigger, always do something better, to always learn, and that's just it's just a lot. It's it's so much. So I I've been uh, taking next steps uh, to go thinking like, okay, what do I do after this? And it really, I'm not going to talk about what that is, but it has nothing to do with videos. It has nothing to do with making. And it's just something new that I'm kind of into that I'm enjoying that I don't quite understand yet. And so that's, I've been thinking about that quite a bit. And, um, man, uh, and, and I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to, I really don't know how to answer that. It's, it's kind of funny. I am, yeah. I, out of the, all the things that I struggle with, this is, like, as Jimmy said, like, life has never been easier than right now. And then there's always a part of me that's like, well, that can't last forever. I mean, we, we did grow up kind of poor. I mean, we got free meals in school and, you know, I had to wear the same clothes every day. And, um, it was, and now I'm like, oh, I'm I live a, a, a really really good life. Like, if the there was a turning point when that uh, that I've always kind of like this was this was the milestone when you burst a tire on your car. Before I would have to buy a used tire to replace that because I didn't have any money to get a new tire. And now I could buy a new tire. There was that, that, that pivot point when I started to make more than, than what I was spending. And so now if my car breaks down, it's not, a, it's not a big deal. It's a disruption, but I can handle it. I can handle a lot of things. If something happens to the house, could probably handle it. So life has never been better, but I, 
and, and it's weird as, as some of the struggles that I had in the past have gone away, new ones take their place. So it's like, there's, there's always something I'm it's, fighting. It's, it's funny. I completely identify with you. It's like, you want to save a space for, for anxiety. <laughs> like, when there's no anxiety. You want to preserve that space exactly. for it because you're so used to it. And I could totally, I could totally identify with huh. that. And Dave, the feeling of, and I go through this with my therapist a lot is when, like, oh my God, everything is so good. Something bad is about to happen. It's almost mm-hmm. like you got to trade one for the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's really it, it's really just a matter of being just prepared for anything that happens. It's not necessarily, it's like, because I got this good thing, something equally bad is about to happen. Obviously, that's, you know, it's been the thing that's like irks me and what you're kind of talking about. Um, but you just... It, the fact is something bad is always going to happen. Something good can always happen as long as you're open to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you got and you got to create that. You know, people say, what is luck? Luck is, uh, you know, hard work meets opportunity. You know, you got to create it. You got to create it and just be overly prepared when something bad happens. So when it is something, it doesn't seem that bad. Yeah. And then you talked about complaining. And I think in my... Um, in my previous life, I would complain a lot. And then career changes happened. Things got better. I read a couple books that helped me uh, understand things. And then I stopped complaining. And that's when a lot of good things happened is when I I stopped complaining, whether it was a coincidence or I just changed my my thought process and that made things better. I, I, I don't know, but I complain a lot less Maybe if you see, like, sometimes I have to tell myself, stop complaining on Twitter. But sometimes I, I, I'll run into these little issues in my life, whether it's like, I hate printers. Printers are dumb and stupid and nobody makes a good printer. And I need to share that on Twitter because I want to find other people that I can relate to. And we can all just start a, a an anti-printer group and, and, and hate on them together. <laughs> um, but I really, in person, I don't complain to people very much. Um, you know, like I, I think Kelly and I try to have a positive mindset all the time. And we, um, have been lucky enough to surround ourselves with like-minded people as well. Hmm. Um, I'm curious about the, uh, and because I feel this too, the, this can't last forever. You know, I can't do this long-term like I thought I could, or, you know, it's just, whatever do you think that's do you think that's um i'm not even sure how to ask it is that exhaustion or is that a bird's eye view of the actual situation i really think it's a little bit of both there is definitely exhaustion trying to keep up and you know as jimmy said like say yes to everything so there's part of me that thinks this isn't going to last forever. So uh, as these opportunities come, I need to say yes. It's it's like um, it's it's like the animal in the wild. Like maybe it's not hungry, but it's going to eat because it doesn't know when its next meal is going to come. And so sometimes I feel like that with opportunities. And this month, in the month of May, I had four sponsored videos. I don't think I've ever had four sponsored videos in one month ever. And that was exhausting. That was just like, that's way too much pressure. Now I need to make four videos 
that have to perform when you when I make a video that doesn't have a sponsorship there's a little bit of relaxation in there because this doesn't have to do anything for anybody else it only has to please me and but when somebody else is tied to that video now it's like oh I hope this performs so we can continue working together so I can continue making videos for a living and pay the bills and so it's just this infinite loop so it is exhaustion but I also feel like uh in a few weeks, I'm going to be 46 years old. Does a 46-year-old man belong on YouTube making videos? How do you think goofy? a 54-year-old man feels? <laughs> <laughs> being the host of a TV show. I'm the oldest person. On, you know, how many, I'm talking to the producers of the show, and I'm like, oh, did you ever see this Monty Python skit? Or I'm talking about oh, Carol yeah. Burnett. And they're like, wait, wait who's, like, who's Carol Burnett? I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't know who Carol Burnett is? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. She's, that, she's dead, right? I'm like, she's not dead. She's not dead. And she's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh god hmm. yeah way too my age that's funny i mean yeah i i totally feel all of that you know the the loop is is really difficult and i think you know for people listening who who just see our social media um presences and and the stuff that we put out I know for a fact that a lot of them are going like, what? How could that not be the perfect situation to have that job? I totally get that. And I don't think any of us are saying that it's not a really, really fortunate job to have and things like that. A thousand percent. But it is a loop. It is a loop that in any loop, no matter what job it is, gets tiring. And it's kind of a, I don't want to speak for you. But I think the thing I feel about what you're saying is that it's also kind of an upward spiral of, of, um, of work. Like you were saying, you know, you have a sponsored video and that you would want that to work well so you can get another sponsored video. But then that one has to work well so that you can get another sponsored video so mm -hmm. that you can pay for life and not have the tire situation. <laughs> I mean, that, that's yeah. the whole point of the thing, right? Yeah. But it's an upward spiral that you going, you're going around and around in the same loop but everyone has to be at least as good, if not better. And, uh, yeah, I feel that. Mm -hmm. I sure. think, um, you know, and we, we talked about it where we have all these other little businesses going, like Jimmy's really getting into a lot of products and stuff. And I think that is, uh, I think that is a good direction because that gets back to like, I am in control. When I'm, so when I first started this whole YouTube thing, it felt like I am in control. I get to determine how much money I make and how many hours I work. And and um, I get to decide what I'm going to do today. And that was like, when that when I first when I first quit my job and started doing this, that was an absolute amazing feeling. I just woke up like super excited. And I still wake up super excited because I get to make really cool stuff. Um, but as more people are involved... I am less in control and I don't have that same feeling. I have a, the feeling is not worse or better. The feeling has shifted and it, it's, it's, a, it's a bigger thing now and I'm, I'm in less control. So it's uh, a good way to put it. Yeah. So it's, um, and it's just, I think when you work for yourself, whether it's a creative position or not, I think it's always going to be about adapting and changing because things are always going to change. If you if, if you have an independent hardware business, uh, 
you had to adapt to the COVID stuff and you had to adapt to maybe selling online and not having foot traffic and stuff. And um, like the shift in the way people watch videos and the, the way people make videos, uh, I have to, ad- I have to adapt to that. You know, there's this, you know, the, the, there's this TikTok generation. They just want to see everything in, in 10 second clips, you know, like how is that going to affect YouTube? What's that going to mean six years from now? So it's all about adapting and accepting change and looking forward to change instead of being the old grumpy Pachudo and be like, mm, this is the way it used to be and it needs to stay this way because I will get left behind real quick. But at the same time, I agree with that, but I also think that there's a balance there. I think like what Jimmy was saying earlier about the, the store person at the store, about you choose not to go back to that store. I think there is, and I, I started listening to a book that you recommended, Think Again. Is that the name of it? The, I think you recommended it. Maybe not. Anyway, that one doesn't sound familiar. I started listening to this book. Um, started listening to this book, and it, I, I'm just barely into it, so I can't even really speak to whether it's good or not yet. But one of the things that it brought up was, uh, like, learning how to change your mind, essentially. And... Uh, you know, we can get super ingrained in thinking, well, th- this is the way that I do it, so this is the way I'm going to keep doing it. Which is what you're saying is like the TikTok stuff can, it, or anything can change the rules around you, and you need to be able to be flexible enough to change your approach to match those things. But there are also certain things that I think we can, any of us could say, no, I'm willing to change, I'm willing to adapt, but this is me. This is the thing that can stay. This is the true north. This mm-hmm. is the, you know, the meat. And this is the thing that I'm going to stick to. And then figuring out which parts of, you know, which stores you actually need to go to. Like, sometimes you just need to go to that store and deal with that person because you need the thing in that store. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think there's a middle ground to, mm-hmm. to what both of you are saying. And it can be really easy to, like, uh, for not, f- I don't, hmm, how do I say this? I can be tempted very easily to uh, adjust to the winds of social media, the way TikTok is, the way YouTube has become, and to to just like, well, that's the way the wind's blowing. Guess I better go that way too. And I want to fight that. I want to be resistant to that. I don't want to fight it. I want to be willing to change into those things if they're actually like long-term solutions and not just, oh, social media is doing this today. You know, oh, everybody go do short videos or everybody go mm-hmm. do whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that is one of the things about what you're talking about that's really tiring to me is just this like, here's how everybody's doing it now. Change. I'm like, <laughs> but wait, what? <laughs> why? I mean, I'm not opposed to change, but like, why? Is it going to stick around? Am I going to have to change back tomorrow? That yeah. stuff. Yeah. That is the one of the more wearing parts than, of all of this. As uh, as I get older, I become more self-aware. And I've realized in the past, when somebody asks how I'm doing, I may answer that question. And then I forget to ask that other person how they are doing. And I don't want to do that this time. So, Bob, please tell us how you're doing. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, Bob, I, you weren't getting away with it. <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to get away with it, but I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not trying to finish what you're talking about. I think, I, I think I feel a lot of the same stuff you're feeling, David. Um, maybe in a different way, but I, a few things got this on my mind uh, over the last couple of days. Like one, at the beginning of May, is when I quit my job, my software job, and then started doing I like to make stuff. And I realized the other day that I had like that date had passed by and whatever. It's not really important about the date. But I was like, oh, I wonder how many years I've been doing this now. And realized that <clears throat> as of the beginning of this month, I've been doing I like to make stuff as a full-time job as long as I've done any other job. Hmm. Which is really strange. <laughs> and then of the three kind of big jobs I've had as an adult, uh, only one of those was working for somebody else. So... I have been self-employed the majority of my adult life, which is also just kind of weird to think about. I don't know. I don't know why. It's not really that weird. But, you know, it's just like one of those realization moments. <clears throat> and then I also uh, <laughs> I went to Target last night, and they took down the signs about having to wear a mask. And I've had my shots. I'm, I'm past my two weeks. Um, and so I walked in there and I'm like, I don't, I don't have to wear a mask. And, and there's no, like the store isn't asking me to. And so I walked in there without a mask on there. And it was like nine o'clock. There's barely anybody in there, whatever. And I walked into the store and looked around and saw a couple of people not wearing masks and a couple of people wearing masks. And I felt super weird, <laughs> super weird <laughs> without, and and I, I put it on, and I realized that it, I don't need it. I trust the science. I don't need it. I'm not going to get anybody else sick. I'm not going to get sick. But there's been some conditioning that's happened over the last couple of years. And it made me wonder, like, it'll take me, you know, a few weeks or whatever to get used to not wearing a mask again. It's, it's not a big deal. But it made me wonder, like, what else am I used to that I wasn't used to a year ago? Have I have I become way more isolated than I was before? Working from your house, as you guys know, you can get super isolated without even realizing it. You can, and I have people that come to my house and work with me, so it's not like I'm by myself. But I'm still not a part of the community. I'm still not going out to places. I'm still not doing a lot of stuff normally. And then pandemic, and then I'm doing even less, you know. And so it it got me thinking about like what type of conditioning have I put on myself without even realizing it uh, over this last year or so? What have I gotten used to putting up with or used to like, this is just how it is now that I can change? What can I decide to be different now? At any point, not, not due to the mask or anything like that, but just, you know, you can make, like we were saying before, you can make those changes. And so now I'm kind of looking at, um, what about this has to stay? Not that I'm looking to change everything, but like, what what about this? Do I have to do anything? Could I change all of it? Could I change none of it? Can I be happy with how it is? Like, I'm just beginning to think because no, of a couple of those funny. situations. I've had that realization uh, where you keep going down some certain path, and you're like, wait, the only reason I'm doing this is because this is something I've been doing a lot of, right. something I've been doing yeah. for a long time. I don't have to do this anymore. If I wanted to yeah. change, I can change. It doesn't have to be. I don't have to keep doing this simply because it's, it's 
habit. Yeah. So we ran into a thing last week. I don't know if you remember last week on the show, I was talking about a bench or a swing that I made. And that was the video that was going to come out the next day after we recorded. And we sent that video. We got it done just in time. Been working on it for a while. And sent it off to the sponsor, and they needed, like, we had to say something different. We didn't have time to get it recorded and edited and to get the thing out in time. And so there was this big, like, turnaround of schedule. They were like, okay, well, let's put this video out later in the month. Well, okay, we already have things planned for later in the month, so we had to push those up. So we quickly finished the practice seat video that we had already been working on. It was already in progress, and it went out on a Saturday morning instead of on a Thursday Because we had, well, like, okay, well, we pretty much shot it. Let's just edit it really quickly and put it out. Now, I can say definitively, it was a cool project. It was an excellent video. And it did terribly because it went out on a Saturday. That's the only thing I can figure out. Is Maybe because it it had a guitar and, and stuff with guitars don't really do well on our channel or something. I don't know. But I think it's just because it went out on a different day. And that doesn't mean anything except that it was like kind of out of our control. Back to what you're saying, David, about the sponsors. Like we had to, we just had a commitment and we wanted to make that company happy. And so we were able to shift things around a little bit. And that really turned around to bite us where a good video didn't get seen by a lot of people or got ignored or I don't know, maybe it just wasn't interesting. Maybe that's the thing. But in that changing of schedule that that like uprooting of what we were planning on doing it backfired and it didn't work and stuff like that makes you gun shy it makes you like well i guess we'd better just do thursday videos now like really i have to live my life to a putting out a video on a thursday that matters it shouldn't matter right and so when i'm you know i'm in the middle of thinking about all this like change like what can be flexible what can we do differently and then something like that happens i'm like nope got to do videos on thursday got to do them every thursday because if i don't do them every thursday then this company that i made this you know commitment to won't be happy about that we only did 3 videos this month instead of 4 and that's the type of stuff that is completely independent of i get to make a blank All of that scheduling and that, you know, requirement is totally independent of making stuff. But that's like part of the deal and it kind of sucks some of the joy out of it and kind of makes the, you know, that. So I'm I'm in the middle of thinking through all of those things. The, I don't want this to be stressful. I want this to be a thing that I do want to last for a really long time. That I personally, mentally you know, spiritually on the inside want to do this for a long time. And when I'm fighting against like, I worked hard on something and it just flopped because it went out on a Saturday morning instead of Thursday. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> that's not good for you. So I think that's how I am is I'm, I'm, I'm balancing a lot of that stuff on top of the just, we've been at home for a really long time. And that's probably getting old. Yeah, there's uh, there's when whenever you put a video out and you feel like you lost that validation that you would get from like high numbers, you gotta. It's again, you gotta like look at like you gotta look at it and go, wow, you know, instead of a hundred thousand people or whatever watch, let's say, you know, it's not a half a million view video, it's a hundred thousand view video. A hundred thousand people watched it, and it still has a like ninety eight percent like right, you know, like rate rather. And you're like, wow, this a hundred thousand people 
Imagine if they showed up in your backyard to say, hey, let's celebrate this video. It's 100,000 people. <laughs> like, Bob, I really like that video you did. Yeah. So, and it's just, it's just another brick in the wall of, of your portfolio. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. But when and the something... bricks in the wall of your portfolio aren't all going to be gems, at least to you personally. But when something falls out of your trend, like if, you're, if, you're trend, if all your videos trend at this rate and then one's below there, that's when panic sets in. You're like, oh, oh man. Yeah. That's you're like, is, why? I made the worst career choice. I should quit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, remember, not all 100,000 people like the video that they just saw. Uh, it's also, sorry to cut you off, but it's also YouTube. Because the minute it's not trending, the minute it's, it's not like, recommended. Er, er, yeah. er, they're like, ah, forget this yeah. one. And so, yeah. you know, if it doesn't get well, that it, good push. And it goes back to like the, I, I've been talking about this for, I don't know, months, weeks, years. I don't know. I lose track of time. About how um, doing videos on a weekly basis is, has always been like a, it, it's, it's become a stressful thing for me. And it's like a, a thing I want to kind of fight against. Like, I don't want to do a video every week. I want to do videos when they're done. And then when you do a video, and then, you know, they have a scheduling snafu like this, and it just, you got to put something out. Then it feels like it wasn't done, even though it was done. It just feels like it, like it got forced into a slot where it didn't really need to go. And it feels like a wasted bullet. It was like a thing that, not because it didn't perform well, just because it didn't go where it was supposed to go when it was supposed to go. And, um, and then, you know, I've been talking about trying to get away from that, like, weekly stress of things. And then to have scheduling stuff force me back into that weekly thing, at least in the short term. That's irritating. And I don't know... I don't know a way around that. It seems like I should be in 100% control over when we put things out. I guess that's what you were saying earlier, David. It, it feels like we should be able to come to work whenever we want to. Like we should be able to do whatever we want to and release videos That's whenever why, we want like, to. Like, like Bob, uh, Dave, you alluded to it for a second. It's like, and I'm not saying I have total freedom, but if you start developing products that you could actually make some decent money with, you could yeah. start moving away from, and then the sponsorships don't become a necessity. They become a luxury. It's like, oh, wow, I'll make an extra, you know, X thousand dollars this month because I'm doing that, but I'm already going to be fine without anything. And yeah. so, yeah, that's where you got to start developing some, you know, to see the products or, you know, develop yourself as, uh, develop some technology. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. You know, and and I've got, we've, we've been working on several yeah. things to of fill course. those, you know. That you but I mean, that's just a, as a, as a, for instance, to the audience, if anybody's in this sort of game, it's like the, the more independent you can make yourself, the, the, the more freedom you have from that stress of, you know, being on the hamster wheel of work, regardless of what your yeah. work is, it could be the most incredible work. But, you know, when you have other people and deadlines and expectations to meet, that's when things slightly become stressful. And, uh, you know, talk about uh, a charmed life. I, I, I said this, I had this conversation with my therapist the other day. Um, and Taylor always says, you know, Taylor's got she has this thing where she's always saying, you know, your guardian angels are real. And she means this in a real way. Your guardian angels are, are, are always looking out for you. I'm not sure what I believe, but she does. And she tells me these type of things because I've been stressing about the, I think I probably told you guys this already, but I've been stressing so hard about this enclosed trailer that I committed to building. 
I was supposed to be done in like a week from now. I ha- obviously, I'm not in anywhere near done. And then they moved it to June 30th. And then I was like, man, I feel like I just got to get out of jail free card because this show is 12 hours a day. And then I get the email a couple days ago, and I might have told it on the last podcast, I can't remember, that now the deadline is October 1st. Oh, wow. <laughs> so... Like Taylor says, your guardian angel is looking after you. I always say yes to everything, and it always works itself out. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is that just mental weight that you have to have for another four months? (laughs) No, no, no. I want to build it, but I want to build it without a TV show happening at the same exact time. And And now I have, now I can bring it into my new building and build it inside. Mm. You know, I lay on the mm. floor and get up underneath right. it on the, like the, when I, when I did my truck restoration inside, it was like, oh my God, this is like a dream come true to build something inside. My whole life I've been laying on my back in my mom's driveway, you know, or a gravel driveway in my backyard. And so that just alleviated the stress. I could focus on the show. And when quitting time is quitting time, I can actually go get some rest and just do, you know, simple videos. And when the show is out, I'll move the trailer inside and start working on that and do like a real good video. Whereas I was going to just do this kind of slap together video just to get. And then, you know, I even said to the client, I was like, oh, great, that's fine. Because they have some financial juggling. They're going to move it to the fourth quarter. I was like, no problem. That's great. It'll give me opportunity to do more trickery and have more fun with it. They're like, fantastic. Great. So we're glad that you're not upset. I was like, I'm certainly not upset. And I'm like, I'm glad you guys are giving me more time. And that's that. So, and, and the same thing happens all the time. And I've said it here before. We're. Like four people will be like, hey, what's how's Saturday at 12? I'm like, yeah, great. Everyone's great, great. And then I'll get like a message. Hey, man, I can't make it. And like it's from a text message of somebody I didn't save. So I don't even know what they're talking about. I'm like, yeah, no worries. I'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. And, and then like I'm curious. Person- I'm curious if Jimmy actually has my number saved in his phone. <laughs> <laughs> He's just responding to me as some number. All uh, and then a couple of years ago, I, I, I made the, the devastating mistake, and I still have to change it. And I say I'm going to do it right now, but I won't. I delete any, delete any text chains that are over a year old. They, like, delete anything. So I'll get a text message like, hey, man, you're around? And that's all it will say. And I'll go to scroll up to see who it is, and there's nothing. Because <laughs> we haven't Ooh. texted in a year. <laughs> and there's no, no clues above. And it's just a number. And I'm like, who this? New phone. I got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that, that I somebody that I should know. The one thing that's different with me since starting the whole YouTube thing is creating for fun off camera doesn't happen as much as it used to. So uh we used to go on photo walks. I used to take photography and make prints and nobody would see it except me and my wife i used to i still i fiddle with music a lot but i finish songs rarely and when i was younger i used to finish songs all the time good or bad mostly bad i finish them (laughs) and i i become more i've i've gotten more critical of what i do and i think that is a uh that is a a barrier to finishing things and then i'm constantly like i'm creating something I'm cheating on my audience by not sharing this with them. And the audience yeah. doesn't want to watch me take photographs or make music. They want to, you know, they subscribe for woodworking and other things. And so um, I wish I could trick myself into 
going back onto those photo walks and making prints for nobody but myself or finishing songs. So I got I got to I got to find the little mental tricks to to make me do that. The the whole go-karting thing that has uh that has been awesome. That is a thing that I do on my own time and I'll share it when it's convenient, but mostly I you know I, I raced so the last 3 weekends. I don't think I tweeted about it or you know posted anything on instagram or mentioned it in the videos because it's, it's my thing and i'm i am enjoying that so i'm glad i found something that's outside of of the creative video making process yeah yeah i wonder if like with the photo walk thing if you could trick yourself by making a goal of content like maybe um you make like a a a coffee table book of your photos just to oh. assemble the book not even that you necessarily <laughs> need to sell it or right. make it available or anything like that but like the set a goal of making a collection of something that would force you to do something to build that collection i don't i don't know yeah i mean i've so with the music stuff i'm like i want to finish two songs that i really like and then make a 7 inch record one song on one side, another song on the other side. This has been a dream of mine since I was 21 years old. I'm four. I'm going to be 46 now. Like I can do that. I can, I can easily do that. I can afford to get a record pressed. But I. But what I can't do is finish two songs that I really love. That's the thing that I can't do. So I the the seven inch record is my coffee table book right now. And I think about it all the time. And I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it on my own time. And I'm going to be happy with it. And I'm not going to accept pressure from anybody else. It's just, it's going to be my thing. So you don't want me to text you about how those two songs are coming? Please don't. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Got it. Cool. Well, um, we got about 10 minutes before Jimmy's got to go be a, a Hollywood TV star. So... We're going to go to the after show, which is for Patreon people. Uh, big thanks to everybody that supports us on Patreon, especially our top supporters, Odin Leather Goods, Corey from Makeshape Create, Rich at Lowen Designs, Blondie Hacks, Fun Kiss Artistic Creations, You Can Make This Too, Chad from Mancrafting, Works by Solo, so sorry, Bernie, Works by Solo, Albers Woodworks, and Corey Ward. Thank you, everybody. But like I always say, we are super grateful for everybody over there. There's a bunch of people that support us. They all get the after show, and they make it possible for us to talk about our feelings on a podcast. Oh. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, everybody. So thanks to them. Uh, thank you to you two for telling me how you're doing. I think it that was uh, it was a really good topic. That was that was fun. I think we I think we should do that more often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I realize that I don't really have many friends that I don't work with. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, like here, physically, like the yeah. people I work with. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's good to talk. It's good they're listening, so it's good to talk to them. But it's also good to talk to people about stuff that's that are outside of that group. So, um, I don't have anything to recommend. I and have something I'm, to recommend. Okay, go for there. it because I got nothing. <clears throat> you know, uh, Justin White, did, Bob. You you interviewed with him, uh, the Garage Avenger. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I might have mentioned this podcast before. He's a really good interviewer. I really like him. He really is, yeah. I mean, he deserves more of an audience. And, uh, you know, I actually, just before we get started, I, I texted him. 
I texted him and said, uh, I Instagrammed him, but he's in Europe. But I, I asked him, I said, are you still making the podcast? Because your episode was from November, right? Like, uh, yeah, I think so. It was a while back, yeah. Yeah, and, and I noticed that my feed isn't full with anything new from him. Uh, on occasion, I hit him up, and, and you know, when I recognize the name, I'll, I'll, of course, and he did a great one with Graz, and they said a lot of nice things about me. And, you know, I, I, I said to Graz, I go, Graz, I heard your episode with Justin. I said, it was amazing. I said, thank you so much for all the sweet things you said. And he just goes, he goes, now I'm embarrassed. I wish I didn't do it because <laughs> I put him on the spot. <laughs> But it was fine. And uh, then you were the next one. And so then I don't know if he's doing any more. But anyway, it's a great catalog of uh, the few people that I personally know and a few people that I don't personally know. But he's a great interviewer. And I really like the fact that he, 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 instead of just like interviewing you and asking you all the questions everybody may have already asked you, he'll say like, what's your point of view about this topic throughout? And I think it's really smart of him to do that. And he's a charming guy. I met him at uh, Maker Central couple years ago he's like eight feet tall yeah he's a big giant handsome guy and he's (laughs) from europe and and it's funny because he seems american he kind of has this like casual american accent a little bit it's like sounds like a european that like grew up in america almost well i think he's australian or from new zealand or he's he's from somewhere else and moved to europe so he has like a cross accent you know yeah 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 Yeah. anyway and and he has a good youtube channel and a good instagram he's always tinkering have you ever seen the the little cars he makes like the yeah, you should go look at his YouTube channel. It's I'm not sure if I saw the little car. I'm looking at it right now. I see this new thing with a finger with a grabber on the end of the finger. It's scary. All right, David, you got anything? <laughs> yes. Uh, a guy by the name of Michael DiTullo. He is an industrial designer. I've been following him, um, him on Instagram and, and Twitter for a couple of years now. And I uh, just realized he has a YouTube channel. Uh, he's designed shoes for like Nike and... Um, like watches and um he's really really good at sketching up designs uh like product designs and uh I just, you should check out his youtube channel he's um been in the business for a long time we were actually supposed to work together on a video before the pandemic i was going to go to his offices in portland and he uh, I, I really like his, his sense of style, and I think we were going to make a bench or a desk or something. I was supposed to go there. He was supposed to show me what to do, or, or his environment, and I was supposed to take that back home and make a thing and then send it to him. And it didn't happen because of the pandemic. But, um, I don't know, you like good design? Check out Michael DiTullo. Cool. Right on. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, we will catch you next time. Later. Bye. Love you. Love you. Mm -hmm.